Welcome to Epiphany with Tiffany, a podcast that explores the deeper meaning behind the clothes you wear and items you own and how to work with the energy of the cosmos to make powerful shifts in your life, home, and wardrobe. I'm your host, Tiffany. I'm a holistic life and style coach and personal stylist with a deep love for fashion and a firm believer of the life-changing power of energetics. Tune in each week for an illuminating discussion designed to shift your frequency and connect your environment to your soul. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello again. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is going to be a little bit of a different format. I want this episode to be a little bit more free flow a little bit of a life update, what's been going on in my life lately. This is the first episode I'm recording since the podcast launched, and I am still playing around with the kind of content I want to bring to the show and what's really at the center of my heart for wanting to do the show is having a space where I can be a little bit more vulnerable and give and offer some real talk from my own life and lens so that it might find points of resonance in your own life with things you might be going through so that we can just find some connection points with one another. And I know that for me, whenever I share something that feels scary to share or vulnerable or self-conscious, and the other person's like, oh my God, I totally know what you're saying. Me too. It always just makes me feel so seen, so much less alone and know that I'm just not the only one out there struggling in life because we're all on our own individual path, struggling in our own unique ways. And sometimes it can feel really isolating if we are holding it inside and not sharing it. So this episode is going to be a little bit of a life update and then just also some blocks that I've been working on, some patterns I've noticed that have been coming up recently in my own life, asking me to take a closer look. And I also wanted to share a little bit about the podcast process uh, for those that are interested, because just the past couple of months since I decided to launch a podcast and get some of the initial episodes put together, get all of the, you know, concept for the show developed and messaging, etc. That whole process has brought up so much in my life on a professional and very personal, more personal level I w- would even argue because it just takes you in new directions with yourself and it's stretch me to my edges in so many ways. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And there's some major astrological energies happening right now that are really just asking us to re-examine certain things in our life. So I also want to speak to that. And that might be a good place to start just to kind of set the scene I like to talk about some of the larger transits that are at play for longer than a day or a week or two because it really can be when you're looking back at your life like by six months, a quarter, 
a couple of months at a time, you can see progresses or, oh, that's why this came up then because this was what was happening astrologically. So right now we are in a cancer sun for the end of June through the, well, 20, 21st of July. Cancer sun is a great time for nurturing yourself. It's a great time for tapping into some of your more intuitive energies. The most intuitive signs are the water signs. So Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And so Cancer in particular is ruled by the moon and the emotions are are going to be very much at play, very much at the focal point in our personal worlds and with in our private lives with people that are close to us. So think about this time of year as being a time to go inward anyways. And add on top of that, we are also in a Pluto retrograde that started back in April, April 29th, and it goes on until the beginning of October, around October 8th. And the energy that resurfaces during a Pluto retrograde is really looking at so many of our old patterns, our old wounding, our shadow parts, our behaviors, bad habits, emotions, feelings that might have been repressed that we haven't been wanting to look at, or we haven't even realized that we needed to look at. That's all getting an extra emphasis of like poking right now. Like, please look at this. Please look at this. Please look at this. I'm going to keep triggering you until you look at this. So that energy has been in play since basically the end of uh, April, May. And that has really added a layer of complexity right now. We are also in a Saturn retrograde that started more recently, the beginning of June, June 4th. It goes on until October 23rd. And Saturn is really the planet of responsibility, the planet of routine, the planet of just overall like your structure and your responsibility, whether that's in your life, in your daily routine, and just like the self-responsibility that we need to take. So we're really being asked during the Saturn retrograde to review our routines, review our structures, review any type of mm, partnership that we're in, review how our lives are looking day to day, and where are the areas in life that are out of balance, that are out of order, that could be reworked, that could be shifted in some way. Let's take some action and responsibility to make those changes during this time. And just having that emphasis of Pluto bringing up some of the wounding perhaps around structures that really are out of balance. And then the Cancer Sun bringing a lot more of that emotional, intuitive energy up. You are probably going through a time right now, I would guess, (laughs) if that things are coming up to the surface. And, you know, we're seeing it play out at a, at a larger scale um, in the world. It's a really, really rocky time right now. And there's just a lot of old structures and systems that are being ripped apart, being completely reshifted and reworked. We don't even know how they're going to end up yet. And it's a really uh, unnerving and scary time in so many different aspects. 
But I like to always think about how sometimes it's really when we hit those moments of rock bottom where we feel like we're going to break that the moments right after that are when the magic starts to happen and we can take all of that pain and all of those wounds that are really feeling smacked in our face and we can rework things, relook at them, re-examine them, and hopefully shift them in a direction that is more sustainable, better for everyone, better for yourself, healthier, all of those things. And we're just kind of in the mess of that right now. And it's a really challenging time. So in my personal life, I would say that these energies are really affecting how I'm looking at my life right now. I just got this podcast project off the ground, which has been so amazing. And I, a couple days after the podcast launched, I took my dog, we hopped in the car and we headed down to LA. For those that don't know, currently in transition in my life with my home and finding a home. So this cancer sun and this time of year as I'm rethinking and re-examining what home means to me and where I want to lay down my roots next, it's a very prime time for me to be doing that work and looking at that. And LA has been one of the places on my list I've been wanting to explore. LA is a huge place. I was lucky enough to get a six-page guided list from one of my mentors who who lives down here and kind of helped give me a roadmap of the different neighborhoods to check out. I would be lost without that list. Um, But, you know, overall, just even just hitting the road, getting a change of scenery, leaving where I'm living right now, which I'm staying at my mom's house and getting back on my own. I'm used to living alone. I've lived on my own for on and off through my adulthood and the past five years before prior to moving into my mom's house. And so living on my own is something that I know very well, but haven't experienced as much in recent months as I've been in this period of transition And so just being out on my own with my dog in my own space again has been so helpful in so many ways. I realized as much as I love my mom and and staying there, how much I just needed my own space and to just unpack my thoughts, take some deep breaths. I just, you know, press play on a big project in my work life and that means so much to my heart. So it it was a moment where I could catch my breath for a minute and recalibrate. And what really struck me about coming down here is the way in which I kind of got smacked in the face with how out of balance my life has been feeling lately. I would say if I'm being completely honest, I've been noticing that trend in recent months, but I've been kind of pushing those feelings away. I had some things on my plate that I really wanted to accomplish and was prioritizing, but to the point where I wasn't allowing enough space in my life for balance and for other areas that needed focus. So down here in Pasadena, after just completing a larger project, 
I thought I was just going to take a day or two off and work most of the time while I'm down here. And it ended up turning into me taking almost a complete week off. Thank God I really needed it. I didn't even realize how much I needed it, but I got down here. I had a little bit of car trouble when I got down here and I was annoyed with that. You know, no one wants car trouble when you're on a road trip. Um, and then I, um, just was not sleeping good the first couple of nights. Anytime I travel, I don't really sleep good for the, for the first couple of nights. And I took a long, hard look at myself in the mirror and I was just like, girl, you need to take a fucking break. You've been pushing really hard. I have such a hard time sometimes allowing myself to rest, to pause, to take a break, to, um, allow myself the space to have an agenda that is agendaless, no, no agenda, nothing on the list. I'm, uh, can be a little bit of a control freak and love a to-do list, love a, uh, uh, guided day. So to keep me like in my flow and to do that can help me get a lot of things accomplished, but it doesn't offer a lot of room for play. I don't put play on my to-do list nearly enough. And the past couple of months while I've been focusing on getting this podcast going, I've really been neglecting other areas of my life. And the past nine months since, you know, in transition between places living at my mom's house, I've neglected other areas in my life that I didn't realize I was going to put on the back burner for so long. So dating is one example um, my dating life has been essentially non-existent since living at my mom's. I'm sure that comes to not many surprises, um, on your end, but yeah, it's, it's just like, I have not been focused on my dating life, on my home life, or, um, even on socializing, you know, the past couple of years, my social life as everyone's, I'm sure took a complete dive. Um, it, dismantled. I had a, you know, pretty decent social life before the pandemic happened. And then with the lockdown that lingered on for almost two years, it felt like my social life really dried up and also just shifted. Like I changed people that were, I was really close to moved from the area. Some people that still live in the area. I'm just not seen as much as I used to for one reason or the other. And I've also just had a harder time than I've wanted to admit of re-entering society. Uh, the past couple years when I was living at home by myself before I moved into my mom's last October, I was spending pretty much all time by myself hardly seen friends, hardly seen family. I was seeing my online community, thankful for that. Um, and some of the colleagues in my school and, and things like that, that I was doing virtually. It was a very ripe time for my creativity and for creating my business because I did have so much of that time on my own. But one of the shadows was that because I was spending so much time on my own, it actually just created a space for me to go even more inward and isolate myself further and probably over isolate myself to the point where it wasn't healthy anymore. I was recognizing it wasn't healthy. 
a lot of my mental health challenges were cropping back up with my depression and my anxiety. I don't think humans are designed to be on their own for that much time anyways. And so, yeah, that the past couple of years has really been a time where it feels like everyone, I'm sure in different, um, different respects, it, it feels like my world does not look the same as it did before. Um, and now that we are living in a time where we can get back out there more, I'm just finding that I don't have the the nervous system tolerance that I once did. Things that used to not bother me at all are firing up my nervous system. Like going to the grocery store, there's too many people, um, even traffic, getting together with friends afterwards, I feel great. But the social anxiety I feel leading up to meeting up with people, it's amazed me how much that has been coming up in a big way. Um, And I think, you know, there's a point of compassion I really want to find for myself and for you if, if this is something that you're struggling with because we were basically forced to stay at home for the past two years. I think we're all collectively coming out of a little bit of PTSD. I think that there were some ramifications psychologically and mentally that happened when they put so many physical restraints on um, our ability to leave the home as we tried to protect the health of ourselves, of others, of the nation, but of the world. But, you know, some of the ramifications are not to be underlooked. And for me, the social one was a big one. I'm still trying to figure that out. And the living situation now is the other thing I'm trying to find balance with. Living at my mom's house has been actually really helpful because it did give me a little bit of that built-in socializing that I needed, Um, social contact. Another human being in my same sphere was actually really helpful for me to feel less alone. I didn't realize how much I needed that. So thankful that I was able to find a soft landing as I figure out where I want to land next. And while I've been working on just kind of recalibrating, I've also just been trying to figure out what is home to me. So much of this like past nine months of like not having a place, quote unquote, to live or being in between homes is a better way to say it. I've realized it's a time where I can rebuild a home within myself. Our home really obviously starts within us, within each of us, we have our own little homes inside of our bodies and our minds and our hearts and our souls. And there were, there are, um, areas in my home, in my physical body home that needed some nurturing, needed some caring, needed some re-examining, needed me to look at it in a different way try and heal and shift some patterns and behaviors that were no longer serving me. And I've realized that until I can really get more grounded in building this home within myself and feeling really accepted of all the parts of me, even the parts that I might still be a work in progress around or feel shame around, 
until I can really find compassion, true compassion, not just saying I have compassion, but truly finding the love and compassion for all of those different parts. Um, that is building that home foundation that is going to shift the energetic field in my life to allow the place where I'm supposed to call home physically in the world, um, be presented to me. I really believe that I've been traveling to different cities, not as much as I wanted, but I've, I've gone to Portland. I've gone to San Diego. I'm down in LA now. And I've also relooked at different areas in the Bay that where I might want to move, but I keep having coming up empty handed and finding that, uh, no place is feeling hundred percent right yet. And the lesson in that for me keeps coming back to that work of just figuring out how to build a home within myself and feeling really grounded in that and accepting of that. And knowing that once I feel really good and nurtured in that way and give my soul body and soul home, it's due attention and nurturing that the physical home will come into view. So I've been working on that and just the past couple of months working on this podcast project has been so good in so many ways where it's helped me work past blocks I had around um, self-worth, feeling capable, feeling smart enough, feeling like I had something meaningful and and worthy to share. Um, it's helped me work past those blocks and through those blocks. So I'm so thankful for the podcast for that in and of itself. And also just building something where I can feel like it feels like an extension of me, of the Epiphany with Tiffany brand that I've created, that I've put so much of my heart and soul into the past couple of years, but it feels like this next layer and extension that feels even more um, intimate and, um, and just free. So I'm just really proud that I've been able to work past blocks to get to that place, to put it out there and to put myself out there a little bit more. But I have to say that the past couple of months putting this all together, I've wanted to give up about a zillion times. And it again, takes me back to my point earlier around our breakdowns, our moments of despair, of feeling like we can't figure it out. We can't do something. It's not going to happen. It's not, everything's falling apart. It's like letting us ride that wave and not giving up in that moment because that's the temptation, right? When it feels so uncomfortable, so painful, so horrifying, so heartbreaking. Those are the moments where you just want to say, fuck it and like bail. Those are the moments when your body wants to go in fight or flight and you want to peace out. You want to go back into your old patterns, ways that didn't serve you because they're familiar and you self-sabotage yourself maybe. I mean, these are all the things that I can identify with. Perhaps you can too, but it's those moments of rock bottom where you want to give up on something where if you can ride that out, go to sleep, maybe take a walk, take a bath, take a reset. I always like to, um, go outside, cuddle my dog, go on a walk with him, go like, listen to something that makes me feel good, dance in my room or something like that, or just like call it for the day and call it for maybe 24 hours and then go back to it. And the, 
podcast process in general was a series of that because when I was recording the initial episodes, my perfectionist tendencies were coming to a head. Uh, could not deny how bad of a perfectionist problem that I have where I was trying to over control, over manipulate the episodes. And I was just re-recording them, re-recording them, re-recording them, playing them back, agonizing, picking them apart, stressing over how I said something, how it sounded, if it made sense, if it even, you know, was cohesive and just never felt satisfied with it and would just keep, keep redoing it, keep redoing it. And so I hit this point where some of the initial episodes were due and I was about to miss the due date. And I was just like, fuck, I, I can't do this. Like I was having like a meltdown on the floor. I was like, I can't do this too hard. I don't know why, how podcasters do this. I don't know why I thought this was going to be fun. Why I thought this would be, not that I thought it would be easy, but why I didn't think it'd be this hard. Um, what am I doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense. I can't, I can't do this. And I had so many of those moments. And one moment towards the end was like when the first episodes were due and I almost like missed the due date. And I was like, oh shit, like I'm not actually going to do this. Like this was like, what have I been doing the past couple months? It's not, it's not going to ever see the light of day. And I had this like total rock bottom meltdown with the project. And it took me back to so many times in my life and a block that I have been working on where when I hit those moments of intensity and work is a great example. It's come up in my corporate jobs and corporate environment, like when a big launch was happening or when I had to give a big presentation or a big um, public speaking event or something like that. I It was like the moment right before where I like almost lost it and like couldn't get it together and didn't think I was ever going to figure it out. And then it was like, I took a step back. The magic happened right after. And I came together at the last minute. I was able to figure it out. And then, oh my God, didn't I feel so much better? Yes. I also remember times when I've tried to launch personal projects in the past and I couldn't work past the block. I, a few years ago, this was like 2015, I was trying to launch a fashion blog I had one of my amazingly talented design friends create a logo for me. I built a Squarespace website. I had a photographer um, friend who was an amazing photographer take all these cool photos of me all around Oakland and Berkeley. And I was getting this fashion blog off the ground. I, like that was what I wanted to do. And I never launched it. At the very last minute, I had everything ready to go. And I was going through some personal strife at that time. And I just felt completely overwhelmed in my life. And I had hit a point of rock bottom and I gave up on my dream at that time. My dream was to have this fashion blog. It was something I really wanted. It was really important to me. And I totally walked away from it. And it's not that I regret it, but in a way, it's like those are those moments where you are being pushed to your edge for a reason because what's on the other side is an up level. You're up leveling, you're shifting past a pattern, you're proving to yourself that you can do something that you're scared to do despite being scared. 
And what's on the other side is a whole new level because you are not going to be able to stay in the same energetic frequency when you are pushing past barriers. It's just as simple as that. At the time, I didn't realize that, but I realize that now. And so when I started my business, I hit a similar point when my website was going to launch uh, a year ago, last June, in June 2021. I was working with a creative agency, uh, Tiana Gidley Creative. Tiana is amazing. She's coming on the podcast very soon. Stay tuned. But yeah, I was working with her and her team to get my website launched, and I almost couldn't do it. And one of the reasons why I invested in a creative agency was, first of all, because there were so many elements I couldn't have handled on my own, but also to help me with the support and accountability piece. It's like when you're investing in an outside agency or team to help you accomplish a goal they are ready to accomplish the goal because you're paying them. So they're going to hold you accountable. And for people like me that get in my own way, I really need that level of accountability because sometimes I don't want to press play and I'll give up. And uh, when it gets hard, I will walk away and I'm like, well, no one even knows I've just been working on it by myself. Right. So having that agency there to help motivate me to press play and to help keep me accountable. Like when I, almost gave up and then decided to launch it anyways, despite it not being fully ready or perfect in my eye, it didn't even matter anymore. And I up-leveled from that experience and it was so helpful. And you can always make changes and iterations along the way. I've really been learning to embrace the mess. And it's really not usually as much of a mess as we think in our heads sometimes. And so with this podcast, teaming up with Soulfire Productions was, again, very intentional for me to get out of my own way. I had a feeling in my higher self that the lower vibration version of me or the shadow parts of me that I still struggle with might get in my own way, might never hit play, might walk away from something that I've been toying around in my head with for years. So teaming up with them was intentional for, again, that container of support, accountability, someone that is an expert in what I am trying to go after so that I can get the guidance and the help that I'm, you know, compiling what I'm trying to do in a way that makes at least as much sense as it can to begin with. And so, so much of working on this podcast project isn't really about the podcast or the content or the episodes. It's like, that's a big part of it, obviously, but so much of it for me personally has been repatterning some of my patterns of, uh, around self-worth, around confidence, around wanting to give up, around, um, how to approach a project so that it doesn't feel so hard and so overbearing and so hard to accomplish. So I've really prioritized as much as I can the past couple of months, sleep, self-care, long nature breaks, walks with my dog every day, my yoga, my almost daily yoga routine, um, little like ways to nurture myself, nourishing food and meals, things like that. Um, 
and and repatterning some of the ways which I approach projects, trying to have more fun, dancing to music, you know, setting psyching myself up before I record and just like letting go of so much of my insecurities around how I sound, how I'm going to be perceived, how people um, might think that something I said doesn't make sense or they're laughing at me. It's like, those are all just like my own little stories that I'm telling myself to keep myself in a lower vibration and repatterning and building my confidence, working past that block. It's like this like up-leveling experience. So I'm so appreciative of that from the past couple of months. I've just learned so much about myself and, and also just that acceptance piece around any project that we work on or any big change in our life or any big experience in our life, it's going to have good and bad parts coming up at the same time. It's really uh, meant to happen that way. It's okay for all parts to have a space. They they should have a space and it's okay for us to um, look at both sides of the equation and not just get so worried that things are feeling one way or the other or expect them to feel good all the time or bad all the time. They're going to feel a mixture of both, even with something exciting that you're working on. And what I'll just really say about all this stuff in my life I'm looking at and that has been kicked up lately and that has been coming to the surface recently is that what are the small action steps I can do every day to try moving in the new direction? So if it's my social anxiety, um, how can I go out to the world each day in a new way, go to a new place, talk to a stranger, talk to the cashier, just keep facing where I'm feeling the anxiety and the block. And I know that the more I practice that, the easier it'll become. Same with just always making sure when I make plans with friends that I'm keeping them, that I have things on the calendar to look forward to. I think the more that I can do that, the, again, easier it will become for the dating. I have the apps downloaded back on my phone and now it's just a matter of going on the dates. So hopefully I can have some updates on that for you. But um, I think it's just re-putting myself back out there, trying to go on the dates again, not being worried about it so much and just the more that we put attention on something, the more that there's an opportunity for it to grow. So I know if I start focusing on it, it's bound to something will happen either way. And same goes from my home life. I know that I have largely been neglecting the home search and working on the home within myself as I've been focused on some of these larger projects in my life. So now that I'm shifting my focus to look at where these areas of my life are feeling really unbalanced and shift my focus towards finding that balance, finding more space in my day to focus on these other things that are important to me, like the home search, finding where I want to live, the place that I want to live in. I know that that's also going to shift the energy there. The small action steps each day, I think, are really key. Also, just 
allowing what is bubbling up to come up to the surface and not necessarily even have to do anything about it right away. Like I said, I kind of knew some of the stuff was lingering underneath the surface and I was like pushing away, pushing away. And it really didn't, um, I didn't allow the space for it to fully bubble up until I even got down to LA, believe it or not. So now that it's come up, I've spent some time looking at it, journaling on it, just sitting at the ceiling, staring at the ceiling, thinking about it, crying about it, um, letting the emotions that are attached to it come up the, all the different emotions, the anger, the frustration, the, sadness, the grief, because all of those emotions, once they finally have room to come out and have space and feel seen, that's how you can start moving and shifting the energy. And then really those small action steps each day can help that energy start building a new momentum. So really that is first things first, right? I should have said that in the beginning, but it's not too late. I said it now. The other thing I will say that's really key um, for me and my life, and which I know have helped so many people too, is having a support system in your life. Whether that's a family member, a best friend, a coach, a therapist, um, people that you partner with to help you get projects off the ground because they're experts in a field of interest that you're trying to work on something. That has been key for me is having those support systems, having accountability partners, having people where I can really express where I'm feeling lost, where I'm feeling frustrated in the process, where I'm feeling um, like I don't really know what I'm doing or I'm trying to repattern this or I'm trying to look at that and having that outside person to help you look at something from a non-biased point of view to help you see things in a new way that you probably wouldn't have seen it otherwise on your own. We are just not meant to dance through the world alone all the time. And as much as I take pride in being a strong, independent woman who dances in the world largely alone, I would not be able to do any of the things I've been doing the past couple of years and in my life without having such a strong support system. And those are some of my learnings to date, some of the things I've been working on and just some of the gifts that have come out of the process um, of launching a podcast, of being in a state of transition in my home environment, um, work, always working on the inner work and there's always more to do building that solid home foundation within myself. I'm feeling closer than ever before, and that feels really good. And I hope you enjoyed this free flow, real talk episode. If it brought anything up for you that you care to share with me, I would be honored and would love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me or just reach out to me and I would love to chat with you. Please know that if you are in need of support and just want some help figuring out some of life's complexities, I have such a passion for helping others because I have, like I said, experienced so much support in my own life through therapy and coaching over the years and my own studies uh, to become a coach. 
and I offer life coaching services. You can read about my life coaching packages on my website, and I would be honored to support you through that if that is something that you are looking for a guide to help with. Otherwise, I look forward to my next episode. Stay tuned. We have some juicy content coming up on the podcast. And if you have a topic on your mind that you want me to dive into on the show, feel free to let me know. I'm still open to feedback and hearing ideas. And until next time, I'm sending so much love and well wishes and looking forward to chatting with you more soon. Bye.